Hi, I am Bruce Rodriguez. This is Business Nightly. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte hopes the U.S. and Iran could resolve their issues to prevent a further escalation of tensions in the Middle East. Iran has accused the U.S. of a big lie after Washington said the Ukrainian plane crash was likely caused by Tehran's missile strike. American officials made those allegations claiming U.S. satellites detected the launch of two Iran Iranian missiles shortly before the plane crash. The conflicting statements come after U.S. President Donald Trump doused fears of any war. In an exclusive interview with ABS-CBN's Ted Failon, Duterte said he is hopeful Middle East tensions would further ease. I hope it, this will remain uh, the same way in the days to come. Because uh, as it drags uh, longer with this kind of attitude, maybe perhaps uh, there will be a time in... Uh, we can, they can open uh, uh, some sort of a dialogue, mm -hmm. not really talk, not even negotiations, but for a dialogue to how to get out of this uh, uh, situation. Uh, and uh, each side, you know, it's very important to save your face. Uh, mm -hmm. No one loses uh, face there because, especially the Arabs, mm -hmm. uh, they consider themselves at the losing end in this uh, situation. So th th there's, uh, there's a chance that uh, we, uh, everybody can uh, take a few back uh, steps mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. to give the space uh, for talks to, to begin. The director also said a forced repatriation for thousands of Filipinos in Iraq has been implemented. Yan ang ano ko, dahil mo muna yung talagang nasa delikado na lugar. And my latest information is that in Iraq, we already have implemented the first repatriation. But there are already about 2,000. And we can always, but we have the money to to answer for all of this airfares Labor officials say contingency plans are in place to provide jobs for displaced Filipino workers from the Middle East. More from Juan de Guzman. For the last five years, Imelda Edisanatiga worked as a domestic helper and nanny in Saudi Arabia. In between contracts, she flew back home this new year, where she and the rest of the Philippines were shocked by military aggression between the United States and Iran in Saudi Arabian neighbor Iraq. Despite lingering tensions, Imelda is still preparing to go back to work to provide for her four children. Para po magkaroon sila ng magandang kinabukasan. Hindi po kasi sapat yung kinikita, maliit po. So kailangan po natin makipagsapalaran. 
Ayon, medyo mas malaking kita. As a domestic helper in Saudi, Imelda earns 1,500 Saudi rials a month. That's 20,000 pesos, up to five times what domestic helpers earn in the Philippines. But the threat of further violence in the Middle East remains, and Philippine officials have raised alert level 4 over Iraq, which means no new deployment and mandatory repatriation. Ang dahilan ng mandatory uh, repatriation ay upang ilayo sila sa kapamahak, kapahamakan. No? So yun po yung ating uh, una pong gagawin. If more repatriation orders are issued to include areas near Iraq and Iran, hundreds of thousands of Filipinos would lose their jobs. The Philippine Overseas Employment Administration says the priority would be to bring back overseas Filipinos who were deployed starting 2017, as those workers would likely have less resources to evacuate themselves. Over a million of these newly deployed workers are located in Saudi Arabia, the United Arab Emirates, Kuwait, and Qatar which generate 90% of all remittances from overseas Filipinos in the Middle East. But the POEA says any displaced workers will be taken care of. Kahapon lamang may bisita tayo dito sa POEA. Yung pong galing ng Japan, yung isang minister po nila bumisita sa atin kahapon. At ako po mismo kinausap. At tinanong ko po sa kanya mismo kung ang Japanese government ba ay willing na tulungan ng Pilipinas at i-accommodate yung mga mariripatrate nating mga kababayan galing sa Middle East. Sila ba ay bibigyan ng trabaho sa bansang Japan? Alam niyo po ang sabi ng minister po na pumunta sa amin? Opo, sabi niya, willing po kami. Kaya lang kinakailangan po nilang mag-undergo muna nung kanilang tinatawag na Japanese language training. Madali namang po ito at saka yung skills test na ipapasa nila. All POEA-approved and pre-screened job orders may be viewed at the agency's website, including openings for entertainers, engineers and skilled workers in construction, and domestic helper positions. POEA says they are also ready to help repatriated OFWs reskill for easier job matching both here and abroad. But Imelda says she would still prefer to return to the Middle East because it's familiar and her previous employers treated her well. POEA and DOLE officials will travel to the Middle East next week to see if further mandatory repatriations are necessary. Warren de Guzman, ABS-CBN News. Local transport groups have filed a petition before government seeking to increase the minimum jeepney fare to 12 pesos from the current 9 pesos. This in anticipation of the possible impact of U.S.-Iran tensions on fuel prices. The petition also comes as the last tranche of fuel excise tax hikes take effect. There has been talk of suspending the measure ever since the conflict in the Middle East blew up. But House Ways and Means Committee Chair Joey Salceda rejects such proposals, saying a significant slowdown in the economy due to higher oil prices remains unlikely unless oil prices hit $100 per barrel, something an international think tank doesn't think will happen. The Economist Intelligence Unit sees Brent crude staying within $60 and $70 a barrel range despite Middle East tensions. And it used to be said that $100 is the new $20. Um, and now the theory is $100 never again. Uh, of course, you never really know, but it's very, very unlikely, I think, uh, that we'd see prices go back up, back up to that level uh, unless there was um, a severe disruption in physical oil supplies that lasted well into the long term. And that is good news for the Philippines, for a lot of countries, um, especially in Southeast Asia, that are very heavily oil import dependent and are becoming more so. Um, and also for other 
economies in the region such as India and China. Um, Southeast Asia relies on oil imports for about two-thirds of its oil supply. That will grow over time. And so this oil import dependence will become an issue of energy security over time. Philippine Ambassador to Japan Jose Laurel V commends the improving bilateral ties between Manila and Tokyo, calling the next few years a golden age for the two countries' relationship. And in spite of global geopolitical and trade tensions, Laurel says the Philippines' improving partnership with countries like Japan will continue to provide a big boost to the local economy. Laurel made those comments at the 5th Asia Future Conference hosted by Manila for the first time. Our government is trying very hard to resolve the problems of life. And I'm not talking about economics alone, I'm also talking about health, education. There, Yasushi Akashi, senior Japanese diplomat and United Nations administrator, also said the world is on the verge of serious conflict in the Middle East. He adds this may cause wider repercussions, not just in the region, but also countries like the Philippines. It has wider repercussions uh, spreading uh, beyond the sub-region of that uh, part of the Middle East. And uh, I think we are also affected, the Philippines is affected because of the uh, many Filipino overseas uh, workers uh, who are in the Middle East. Philippine shares skipped out on the regional uptrend, falling for the day and for the week. More from Michelle Ong. Philippine shares decoupled from what's mostly been an upbeat market in Asia, posting a weekly loss at the start of the year. We are trading at a discount compared to our peers, as you mentioned. And I think it's because of what's happening with the water concessionaires, really, because of all this uncertainty. The fact that 50% of the volumes are really the locals, they will support that. Uh, and they then they will see the bargains already uh, as, as it's showing. And they'll be very selective, of course, but we think it will not uh, deter them from tapping the markets, from new investments coming in. Uh, maybe foreign, a little less. For the day, the PSE index shed 21 points to settle at 77.76. Next week, we could see a little bit more upside with a highly anticipated signing of the U.S.-China Phase 1 trade deal. Now, the trade war, which has been simmering for over 18 months, has long put a dampener on investor sentiment. Meanwhile, Antonio-led Century Properties Group listed 3 billion pesos in preferred shares from its follow-on offer at the exchange. Proceeds will be used to aggressively expand its commercial leasing business as the residential building shifts from high-rise to faster-moving, medium-rise projects. We want to just tweak the business plan a little bit. Instead of being uh, building a lot of high-rise developments which have long construction and gestation cycles, we'd like to focus on quicker, uh, medium-rise, sort of value-oriented um, condominium uh, projects. Affordable housing, uh, which we launched a brand in 2017, has a bold vision of uh, building 30,000 homes, 15 projects uh, in the next five years. Total revenues estimated uh, to be 60 billion. For commercial leasing, uh, we ended last year with around 120,000 square meters of leasable area. Uh, this year, we uh, expect our revenues to be at least 2 billion pesos. Um, and 
in, you know, with a strong office market uh, backed up by strong demand from multinationals, uh, BPOs, and the like. The company is confident that 2020 will beat their 2019 performance. Latest data show the company's net income jumped 81% in the first nine months of 2019 to 1.2 billion pesos. The group has committed 30 billion pesos for capital expenditures for the next three years. Meanwhile, SM's property arm confirms it has applied for the shelf registration of 100 billion peso debt securities with the SEC. The initial tranche is up to 15 billion pesos with an oversubscription option of up to 5 billion. This phase will consist of 5-year Series K bonds due 2025 and 7-year Series bonds due 2027. The remaining 80 billion will be offered within the three years from its approval. Still on fundraising, the Aboitis Group raises $400 million from fixed-rate dollar-denominated notes for its overseas expansion. The notes are priced with a coupon rate of 4.2% per annum and a tenor of 10 years. Proceeds will be used for proposed offshore investments and payment for gold coin acquisition, which totaled $454 million. Goldcoin is one of Asia's largest agribusiness corporations, operating livestock and aquafeed mills across the region. What it's really showing is that uh, these larger companies are here for the long haul, right? So part of it is their annual capex. They have annual capex buildups. Uh, of course, we've been helping all these companies anyway. Uh, uh, and we know, and then there are a couple of more names in the, that you haven't announced. There's going to be a full pipeline, especially for debt. Even for equity, as you know, even Semex is doing a rights offering. So at least in terms of fundraising uh, for existing listed companies from a debt bond perspective and uh, equity perspective, that will continue. Video Capital also says it's currently working on four IPOs for the year. Not necessarily big, but with great stories to tell. These are from the real estate, construction, food and entertainment content industries. Michelle Long, ABS-CBN News. And before we go, congratulations are in order for our very own Kathy Yang. She just won Best News Presenter for Market Edge at the Asian Television Awards. This is Yang's fourth recognition from the international award-giving body, which aims to recognize programming and production excellence in the Asian television industry. Her latest feat is an addition to her growing list of international recognition, which includes the Best News Anchor honor at the Asian Academy Creative Awards. And that is Business Nightly. You can watch highlights, recaps, and exclusive content of our shows online. Subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Thank you so much for watching.